0: Yes, hello folks, welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back Show uh, for tonight, Monday the 8th of November 2021. Uh, plenty to go through, as always, uh, We had lots of action, we had the semi-finals in the Carlos Senior Football Championship over the weekend, the Junior B Football Championship final and uh, we also of course had the Carlos Senior Komogi final and that was won by uh, Michel beating Neighbreed 2-9 to 7 points, uh, 22 in a row, um, absolutely incredible, so well done to Michel and commiserations too. Um near breed and well done to uh Winnebyogh, who beat Bourne Rangers in the junior final as well. So yeah, look, lots has been happening. Um I think one of the biggest things that happened uh, not just in the last few weeks but definitely over the last uh, number of years was an under fifteen A Harland final last week contested by uh Carlo Towns atanta and Bourne Rangers, and in the end three eleven to three ten in favour of Carl atanta The same two sides I think met in the minor A semi-final over the weekend and Town just about uh, edged that along with Satanta of course. Um, so um, great things happening and great things to look forward to next weekend also but uh, tonight we're here to reflect on those uh, semi-finals and uh, a bit about the Junior B final and maybe a little look ahead to what's happening next weekend with uh, the one and only Tommy Wogan and uh, Christy Gulzer. That's how are you getting on. Hi okay. Kev,
1: how are you going? Again for more
0: madness, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Nearly there. Um, yeah, and look, it's, it's going to get exciting. Uh, just to put out there as well, we had talk about doing the up for the match show on uh, Friday night. It's probably going to be Thursday <laughs> now because uh, what I didn't mention in the intro was the relegation final, which is on Friday. Uh, that's a 7.30 in which Cullen Park, and it is Battle of up against the Blues. And that's something we might touch on as well, lads, in uh, the course of the, the, the next hour or so. Uh, but just want to say thanks to um, our sponsor for tonight's show. It is uh, Sports Equipment Ireland, uh, website, uh, sportsequipment.ie. They've even given us a promo code, lads, uh, TLWB, for 10% off on the website. What do they do? Well, they stock all routine training equipment including tactic boards poles bibs cones and much more as well as a large range of christmas gift ideas for kids so thanks again to sports equipment ireland for uh, getting in touch with us and don't forget check out the website sportsequipment.ie and the promo code tlwb for 10% off right lads um let's get stuck into this uh was in meadow like, park yesterday and um i suppose uh, most of us, I think, three out of four predicted uh, Bynasound to win the first semi-final. We were wrong. Um, Rafili full value for the victory, in my opinion. I felt uh, seventeen points to one nine is how we finished, and sound just got that goal in injury time. So, you know, Rafili, I felt were uh, were very dominant, and I think the word I used maybe in some of the reports I was doing was economical. Um, they make such good use of the ball. Um, they never look uh, massively spectacular, but they're so efficient. They're used to the ball as good. Uh, they take the right option, and they're absolutely in the final on merit. And, um, yeah, that was just my views on it. So, Tom, I'll come to you first. What did you make? Are you in agreement with that, or um, where, where was this kind of one and loss?
1: Well, I'm in agreement. First, I have to say, Robbie Malai, yeah, you're 100% right. I got it wrong. So, I had to get that off there first. Uh, Robbie had a little, little chat with me there, so... Uh, yeah, Raffini were very good. Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, I think, uh, look, they're, they're improving every game now. They're they're, they're getting better. Um, again, Brian Murphy is the chief man doing the scoring for him again. And I thought Baggins Town might try and nullify him, but they, they didn't. They, they left him one-on-one. One. They, they didn't try and cut that supply ball going off to him. Um, and on top of that, then you know, if you start falling in around there, Brian's going to punish you, and that he did. Like you know, he, he, again, he's what did he end up with?
0: Ten points, I counted he's,
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's serious, like serious scoring. He's 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 on his game, like you know. Um, so uh, look again, as I pointed out to you the last day, Kev like you know, I thought it's, it's the second half was where uh, the star Second half was where uh, Raffelli, uh, hurt him uh, Brennan just was sitting in the middle, and he was spraying ball in. And uh, I said to you in the previous podcast admit, that Brendan Murphy is probably one of the best kick passers of the ball, and he, he put in superb ball into that full forward line. Just sat in the middle, took out the half back line for 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 Badenstown and just took uh, they got they got great try over, like they got scores off it, like you know. On the other side, with like providing sound in the first the first uh, first quarter. uh they were putting. They were trying to get the ball into Robbie Kane, and it just pass went over his head a few times, or just dropped dropped too sh- short on him. But they were trying to hit him with, with ball uh, in there. They were trying to do the right thing, but it just wasn't sticking, you know. And and that's crucial. Like I mean, on the other side, Brian Murphy, ball goes in and sticks, you know. And he's got runners coming off him as well. He has options the whole time, and that's where Bagginson some Need, need a guy inside that can hold the ball up for, for the runners coming to make you know um, again, look at the, uh, hats off to Badenstown, they ha- they've had a phenomenal year, like, really really great year and well done to Hamish and, and, and all, TC and all involved with Badenstown, you know, they had a great year um, and they learned from it you know, they're a young side and uh, they, they learned from it, but uh, Raph Raff, Billy I thought were very good, They're they're, they're improving you know
0: yeah, um, I suppose uh, a couple of things kind of stood out for me and yeah, you're right, the ball the ball wasn't sticking in there and I think you have to give Paul Curran a bit of credit there as well because he was very tight on Robbie Kane. Oh, yes. Yeah. wasn't he? Like, yeah. um, like, yes, that's, that's one thing I, I would have noticed anyway that yes, maybe a couple of times Robbie should have held on to the ball being honest about it, but Paul Curran was breathing down his throat the whole time um, yeah, and that was, that was you know, you have to give him a bit of credit for that. The other side of it was, you know, you said you thought that maybe Bynastown uh, I don't know if these are the exact wording that you use, but they would try to curb Brian Murphy a little bit. Yeah. I think by putting Jack McCullough there, that was an attempt, but they attempted to do so in a one-on-one situation, I think is what you're trying to allude yeah. to. Uh, yeah. And maybe there wasn't enough of protection kind of in front, because ultimately you kind of need to be doing that, especially like, in my opinion, lads, I think Brian Murphy's footballer here at the moment. Uh, I don't see anyone that's operated to that level. He's been absolutely incredible. but. Um,
1: right. Jamie's not too
0: scoring. far off him. No. And Ch- I Jamie, want to make Jamie, that, point. that point. That's yeah. on my list. That's on my list, right? Yeah. Because anyone that scores, that jumps into midfield, not traditionally a midfielder, marks Brendan Murphy and scores 1-4 from play. And I mean, some of those scores were absolutely unbelievable. Two in particular mm. out of three points were unbelievable. Mm. And in the end, like yeah. he got a goal. I was looking at him, lads. With 15 minutes left, that lad was barely able to walk because he's been yeah. hammered with an ankle injury for ages and somehow... He found the will and wherewithal and played through the pain barrier to get through it and made as many runs afterwards. I don't know how he did it. He was absolutely brilliant. It was as good as performance I've seen in any game. Uh, in a lad that's playing out position as well, I might add. Um so yeah, you're right. I'd have him in the in the troll for that. And obviously that's a segment we might <laughs> we might come to in um in his own right whatever. But like Christy, I think that the Jack McCullough factor is an interesting one there because uh, yes, the capability is there to um core Brian Murphy right and funnily enough I think in the first half obviously Alfie came in the second half and picked up Brian Murphy maybe what five minutes in or so mm-hmm. uh, but like the target the whole time for Raffili was Brian Murphy and there was so yeah. much ball went in and I think if you look at it I would say Jack probably brought 50-50 but Brian was getting scores with I the actually, ball he was getting
2: I have that raw down I said Jack did alright for being left one and one yeah, um, I felt that on yourself. Won his fair share of ball and came out and gave off good ball and launched uh, attacks. But it's just like, like, brain is crafty, lads. He's not around this long without uh, having a few tricks up his sleeve. Like, he knows what position to get into, he knows a position to get his body into. Um, Very, very clever. But I thought that Jack did all right. And, lads, for yeah. like, say, this is Jack's second year. It's the same with Bagnestone. Yeah. Like I predict Bagnestone. I've a bit of skin in the game. I'm working out there. I'm listening to them, um, and like it's been an excellent year for them. They got to a semi final in both Courts, which is no mean feat yeah. whatsoever. But like, yeah, Jack, Jack, like, for me, say looking at it, I I thought he did. I thought he actually did fairly good and won the and on the best forwards in the county. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, again, it's kind of a learning thing for this Bagnestown team. I thought last year, like, d- d- they're getting a few rude awakenings in kick kickout strategy. Uh, this year, I think they've got better and better. Just unfortunately, they came up against Rafale, who are such a seasoned outfit, so just well drilled on the ball. Um, and I just, I just thought like they just went down too many dark alleys uh, and gave up the ball in positions that should have, like you talked about, Jamie scoring. Like I think he got mm-hmm. two from just on the forty-five line in the first half. Oshin Dillon yeah. got one yeah. Uh, yeah. from the forty-five as well. But just for Oshin scored. Shane and Jamie went up the field from say nearly one D to the far D, and it was just a. a Miss time pass or a little hand in yes. that actually yes. disrupted. that was that was going on actually that was um, yeah. but uh, no like I don't know Jake Elliott got two or three points in the first half for affiliate he's very good looked very yeah. sharp Um, and just, is very good Diering is very good I said that last yeah. Like, yeah. If he, yeah. if he's yeah. Uh, he's just he's, he's a young lad but he has such a a mature kind of attitude and play to his game. Uh, you look Connor at our half back line. Connor Dyle, Josh Moore
1: and Parry Keane. They're, mm-hmm. they're young. Yeah. They're young young guys, but they're they're, they're playing over their skins. Yeah. They're playing some great
2: football, you like, know I, I think that like when Rafili got forward to get something off it. Yeah. When yeah, got <laughs> when Bagnestown went forward there were they, It just, yeah, it didn't stick in the full forward line. They didn't have too many targets. Mm. And then I I, I thought in the last few games to really use the width of the pitch, I thought they played very narrow this week. And that fell into Raffaele's hands a little bit, I think. Mm. Yeah. They didn't retain
1: the ball in previous games. They they, they were patient on the ball, building up up their attack. This time they seemed to rush it a little bit. They They were forcing it too quick, I'd say. Like, you know... So they didn't make it. The The, 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 the Rafale half pack line didn't move them around enough, like you know. Yeah, um,
2: and if, so if, it was like they were trying to go from A to B as quick as the yeah, code. yeah, uh, yeah. But where like it's like on the 45, if they if an opposition team set up in front of the league, just relax on the ball, keep the ball and. Pick holes. That's what you're looking for. I
0: should that. Christy, just to cut across to you, like as a yeah. coach, and you'd know as well, Tom, and uh, my, my minor experience in, in, in comparison to he. But when you do that and you face that situation, you get the ball and bring it side to side, a gap eventually appears. So that's what you're looking at, isn't it, in that situation? Yeah,
1: you're looking, but this is the, the, the key to it, Kevin, is, uh, is that if you're bringing the ball from side to side, you must have the guys inside must be making runs, right? They must be making, making runs. And as the ball has been transferred from side to side, for every time it's, it's moved, moved to a player, always looking inside. Always have the head up to look inside to see can you hit that pass into him, get the pass into him. There's no point in putting the ball side to side and not looking inside. That's the key to it. Like I mean, you, you can move a ball side to side all day, but you've got to be looking inside and you've got to have your runners running for you. You know?
2: It's yeah, the same, Tom. Old. Yeah. I'd always be yeah. saying is someone on the opposition, they're going to fall asleep, they're going to switch off. Yeah. And um, when you see it, notice it, spot the gap. He mightn't track a runner. He mightn't be in the space he's supposed to be in. That's where you go through. Let's go through them. Um mm-hmm. but you're like, look, it's it's like everything you can say about then the attackers, the defensive law is blocked the D, they might give up the wings, they might play in a mm-hmm. kind of uh, triangular shape where they might stack high in the middle and Try force oppositions down the wings, but then as an attacking unit, you want to leave that scoring zone free. You don't want to clog it up, so you you can go into it, but jobs have to come over it. You can come through it and across it, but get over it. That it allows someone else to come into it. But as Tommy said, it's about making the runs and trying to just create the gaps.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting that you said that, Tom. That like I suppose when you're thinking of that formation and when you're coming up against it, you're thinking about going side side to side to try and break a line. But you'd never really think from the outside in that there's a possibility of a kick pass in, so that's why you say it's twofold. I always thought that was in an effort to break yeah. a line, whereas you, you actually kind of forget for a second <coughs> there could be a run going on, and that's where lads could fall asleep. You know that's interesting. Yeah. But if
1: you're bringing, you see, if you're bringing, if you're going to work back that ball, say working it from side to side, the guys, the guys inside, uh, you know, if I have the ball over in the press box side, right. The guy on the far on the far say in, on the inside line clears out the goal, just opens up the front of the goal, so that he, when he makes his run in around that 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 area, he's picking the ball up in front of the goal where he just has to turn and shoot. Where you see a lot of the guys are are, are making straight line runs towards the, the guy that's trying to give him the ball, but they're back to goal, automatically they There's too much work to do, like so. Did You know, when you're, when you're moving that ball, the inside line has, has to use their heads as well. They can't just be just sitting in directly in front of the goal, in front of the goalkeeper. You know
2: what Tom, I mean? You, you need to be moving. I think this year, a few teams, like I thought last year, the mark wasn't utilised half as much. No, uh, no. And you could see, say, in the county game even, a lot of teams obviously worked on the mark. And some teams just didn't, but well, it looked like they didn't. Where well, I think yeah. the mark has been utilised a lot better by teams this year and just that instance, like, if you are getting squeezed back past 45, like, that's where you're looking for your little pop pass in and take the mark and then it's all better off because you can take on your man or you can just take a free, it's up to you. But, um, uh, yeah, it's just about clearing out and making the space, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so, like, um, just to, we'll spend a, another brief bit of time on that, but and I'm kind of talking about Jack McCullough again because I feel like what that... Had, I understand they're trying to stop Brian, but it also took a very big option for Wagner Sound going forward uh, out of the equation because he's sitting back there. So it was kind of like a double whammy. And when Alfie came in, obviously that released him a little bit. Uh, I just thought that was a massive thing in the game and a massive decision to pull him on him. Obviously it was justified and he has played there before. Um, but if, why, why, why not bad. start... Go on.
1: Why not start uh, Alfie? Why not start him and get what you can of him,
0: and then take him off? Like if he gets and again, take him off. Yeah.
1: Well, do you know what I mean? Like uh, you know, he, Alfie, Alfie's, Alfie's central to, 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 their, to their whole plan like all year. But I know he's remorse m- unfortunate in picking up his injury. But if he was if he was good to come into the game, I would have said start him, get what you can of him, take him off. Hmm.
0: Now, yeah. another thing Warren Norton was uh, just to the right of us, a lot of the Bagnestown fans were there and they were livid with some of the decisions, right? I mean, proper livid now. And to be fair, there's a couple you could argue to toss it, possibly, but one in particular I thought they had reason to be annoyed and that was in the 37 or 8 minute with Brian Smith. I thought it was a blatant black card and the referee was nearby and it wasn't given. Now, was it going to decide the game? Probably not, Right. But I understand maybe where they might have been frustrated with that particular one. They're not going to get everything right, but that for me was kind of blatant enough when he was in the vicinity. And I thought maybe, maybe. Um, but anyway, look, I don't think anything was going to change the outcome here. I think Graffili were superior on the day, um, yeah. as I said, experienced, economical, and that's what, in my opinion, what got more over the line. The straight line running was something that uh, they'd have to learn to deal with a bit better because, literally, when like Shane and Jamie Clark both were relentless in going down the pipe. And they'll yeah. have to sort out yeah. something um, ahead of next Sunday to try and counter that a little bit. Now, whether they'll revert back and maybe get bodies in, in behind or whatever, I don't know. But it's definitely a worry, I thought, uh, from their point of view. Um, because, obviously, you have a Shane and Jamie Clark doing it and they're very fit and mobile and nobody does it better, really. But Aero also have a Gannon and have any amount of lads that will try to do the same. And if they get tired, there's yeah. a few more will come in and do it. So that's something yeah. I think that they need maybe to work on. And we'll, we'll probably look ahead to the Final, a little bit later on, also, but um, we've, we've a question in here, and it's before we talk about the uh, the, the second uh, semi final. Um, I'll just bring it up on the screen from, from Mick Nevin. He says, Kev, question with the four semi finals on show at the weekend. Surely the Carle football setup have a lot of serious footballers in the county. I need to get them lads in serious talent on show. What do you reckon, lads? Oh, yeah,
1: I agree with him. I mean, there is, there is a lot of talent there. It's uh. About nurturing it and, and you know look at um hopefully hopefully they will that the, the lads have been up at these games will bring these boys in and, and, and try them out and, and give them a taste of it like you know um. at the end of the day like that's what it's all about isn't it you know what i mean if you if, guys if you know showing showing a bit of form there like you know the only way you're going to know anything about them is to get them into it bring them into the setup and and and, and let them have a go at it. You know,
0: mm-hmm. which brings on to another interesting point, right? Because so a we'll segue into the second game. This was Aro against the Rangers, one sixteen. rogue, nine points. Uh, excuse me, on the Rangers in the end, right? And uh, for me, I'm not going to say the best player on show, but not far off it was Kevin McDonald against Rangers. He was brilliant, I thought, in the middle of the field. Uh, a yeah. couple of scores got again, very good on the ball. Calm, doesn't really waste ball, but you're never going to mm. see him in a car football jersey, right? it's highly unlikely, you, you won't, let's be honest about it, and a lot of those lads yeah. that, that showed well, you're not going to see them. Tom, you know this, because you tried to get Eddie Bourne in, yeah? And
1: yeah, we had we had Eddie in for, yeah. for, for a short kind of pre-season, like, you know. Um, yeah. But you're looking, I mean, it's their first load, is their first love. This is it, but it's such an you
0: know? frustration in Carlo, right, because we are constantly competing. Nine times out of ten, a lot of our best footballers are our best hurlers. It's yeah. always been the case for years. Like, even go back to the series that we started off with the left wing back here with my time in the Gansy. Like, Shane Kavanagh, probably one of our best ever hurders, unbelievable footballer. I played underage county mm. football. Like, James Hickey's a very good footballer. Uh, Pat Cody oh. played under 21 football with he He's a St. Wollens man as well. Do you know, mm. like, it's just one of those things we weren't able to do it for a while. Uh, I suppose in the last 10 years, we certainly haven't been able to do it, and even when we possibly could have it wasn't feasible for lads to do it then. So we're never going to see it now. And I think for me, that's where we suffer a little bit as a county. Um, you saw it from the county setup, Tom. Uh, yeah. Chris, agree?
2: Disagree? Uh, well, I was kind of in a unique situation there where we had a few players that were playing County hurling and County Football. And it's just a balancing act. And it takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of... We understand, the players understand, um, but when you get up to senior level and there's such a big sacrifice and all that, I don't know how players would react to someone not training the whole time or whatever. So again, I think it's just laying the cards on the table and putting them out there and communicating with everybody. but yet yeah, in terms of talent, Chase lads, I think there's bags of talent around the county. And mm. I t we're too small to let anybody go. Mm. Yeah. Great well sure.
0: it leads into like I know this is a football show, but the point I made at the start, right? So we were talking about Carlatown Satan and Bourne Rangers in those finals. Mm. Like that's the one fear I'd have, and I hope I'm wrong with it. But how many of those Carl Town Satanta players will pick Harlan as their first code in a few years' time? I know I'm talking to football men here now, but you know, we, it's just unfortunate. We, we do snook ourselves in that context. Um, and I'd love to see him uh, dual status, but it's something we would have touched on before, Christy. Like, if, just say, those lads want to play and they're putting in as much effort and they're equally as talented as a lad who's football only, whoever's over there, rogue is obviously going to pick the lad that's in the field the whole time, even if he's as good and trying to give... You know, he's obviously giving everything to his lot, but the hurling lad, who's equally as good, or maybe a little bit better, is giving as much as he can but he's still going to lose out. So it's even creeping out to the club level. Uh, well,
1: we, had, we had it in the early days. I mean, I remember Rich, Richie Moore played with Cara Town. Don Walker played with Carrot Town.
0: Troy Hayden. Uh,
1: the Murphys, uh, Ronan Murphy played with Carrot Town and they played with Airog. And there was there was an understanding there between the two clubs. I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes the boys would train maybe on a Tuesday night with the horrors, and the train with us on a Thursday night. But there was a, there was good communication between the two clubs and and it was never an issue Brendan Hayden played Hurling and football joe Hayden played Hurling and football you know we we lads that played, played both codes and were were successful in both codes at club level you know so it, it is possible but we're such, we're a small county and it's it's so difficult like you know i mean i think you know go back to to Rangers there I uh, it might be wrong but like when I'm sure, Rangers heard that they were going to be playing Ballyhale Shamrocks. Might have took their eye off it a little bit. I'm not saying fully, but you know what? What a carrot for for, for Rangers uh, Bally, to play the Shamrocks next week, like you know, and you're, you're playing the cream of the crop there, like you know. And we better. Would you want to be playing on playing against the likes of KJ Reed and the boys,
0: you know? And fair enough and that's their prerogative like and yeah oh yes 100 yeah uh, the one thing that might save um drop off in players if it is going to save it and it's where you have to give compliments and i've complimented them for before i've complimented the county board on the structure of playing one call before the other because now we had palatine in a junior hurling final i've sent mullins in a junior football final yeah. which in my opinion mm. Definitely St. Ones in the football final, they hadn't even got a team right? a couple of years ago, so that wouldn't have happened. PAL, in fairness, have been contested finals when the all-structures are in place, right? But St. Ones are a team when they're in the final, so I have to give great credit to them for that. Uh, I think it will help the situation, and I hope it stays. Obviously, to be fair to both goals, and I know it's something that has been said, I think flipping it each year is fair, because whoever plays first is at a fierce disadvantage when it comes to Lenser. So, when the surrenders in this case, uh, mm. like Obviously whoever wins next year's football championship, if football is played first, they're going to be at disadvantage. Um, because the struggle to get practice games is fierce because other counties very few counties have adopted it, like Waterford I know have, Wexford have. So it limits the amount of opportunities you have to play practice games as well in trying to prepare Mm. for Leinster Championship when you have the six or seven week gap. Um that's the only little downfall, but that's only affecting one team, right? Whereas Mm. it's creating so much opportunity for the rest of the clubs and for dual players. Yeah. And on that basis alone, I really do hope it stays. Um,
2: well, for me, the barometer is... Is, that, is it the barometer? The The scope is, uh, like, ask players how to feel because mm. there's not too many players that tell me that they're not enjoying playing week on, week off, or whatever, like... Mm. Or there's a consistent, like, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing. Uh, mm. And once you start the season, you're in it, like, where the, this thing, like, you play in june you might have a match in august who's that serving like uh mm-hmm. it's definitely not the player like you've put yeah. off holidays there's only a, f- a small window to get away after you're sacrificing so much already um mm-hmm. so like i definitely think i definitely think that the playing hurling or football first and just running it off is is the way to go
0: yeah Definitely. So uh, back to the second semi-final then, lads. Uh, we kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there, but it, it was kind of relevant to Rangers. So um, yes. and a lot of clubs. That's why we kind of went down that route. But one sixteen to nine. Uh, funny one. Like Rangers had a couple of goal chances early on. Um, didn't yeah. take them. The first one. Look, it's probably a half chance. Evan Key pulls on a ball that breaks loose. Mm. The other one was a glorious goal chance. Uh, Tel Joyce's one. Really, yeah. he should have done better. He had yeah. to do better. Do you know, he scuffed it. Um, and. You know, those two goals going in, that makes things rather interesting and it, it didn't happen, right? So um like Tom, did they really do you feel Aero really looked in any sort of trouble during the game? No. No. Yeah.
1: I I, I felt I felt uh from the start where with yeah, uh Holton Column in inside like me but he flipped over two, three points and he was on his game like you know. I, I, I worried for 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 Rangers then, like you know, I thought this is going to go badly wrong for them, like you know. But in fairness, they got a grip. They got they got back and they got a grip of it, like in, around the middle. Um, and again, this is the thing for 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 Joe Murphy to work on, like I mean, that they did get in uh, with goal opportunities, right? They didn't finish them, so that is a worry for 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 them, you know, that they can be got at, you know, in their back, in, their own backline can be got at, you know, with a better forward, as you say, Joyce. Would have finished that, like you know, and um, so I feel, yeah, uh, Rangers. They, they, they tried. They, they they'll always give it their all, like you know. They're, they're great. They're great. There's great heart down there in them, like you know. When it comes to the football, like, they do give it give it a good lash. But I always felt they're comfortable they always felt like they're all could could uh, just tip over points, you know, at their ease like you know.
0: And Chris, before I go across to you there, so. Like, Tommy kind of mentioned that uh, it was kind of funny, actually. Colin Holton got two points in the space of a minute in the first half and two points in the space of a minute in the second half. Mm. Both, incidentally, you know, the first point out of the brace was saying both occasions, a good score, and then a shy kick-out for the yeah. second one on both occasions. And that, unfortunately, didn't help Manchester Rangers' cause. Um, no. In the second half in particular, there was uh, a bit of a schmazzle underneath the stand, and, uh, you know... All the renders bodies, I think, nearly went in straight away. And they're like, well, effect this now. We're in in the market. We're not gonna be walked on. But mm. I'm almost certain in that period, and just checking back on my notes, um, I think Ero come out and got the next couple of scores after that. And I think it actually worked in their favour more than Render's favour, even though I thought I, do you know at the
2: time when it happened, I was like, Yes, this'll give a bit of life back to the bites, because I thought actually just Got a bit sloppy before that, mm. where it actually G'd them back up. And as you said, they came out and just said, "Right, we're in, we're in the game here. Let's go and let's." And they did stick on a few scores, and it was great to see. Yeah, I, for me, I yeah, after like the, they were marking Chris Blake really tightly, that opened up a room for Hulton. He stuck over, I think, three and four minutes. There you go. Mm. Body language changed from Rangers to kind of the the slowly got back into the game a little bit but I never felt there was always sparks uh, where for me what was great to see is when Aero broke the broke in numbers like there were two and three lads going right up the middle and they're all looking there wasn't too many Airog lads taking plays with the ball they're moving the ball really fast mm. you've seen Daryl Brian Gannon connecting the play really well with kick passes 30-40 yard kick passes Um i talked respected well inside he was holding on to everything uh yeah i just i i do feel there's more like i think from our halfbacks there's definitely more to come there that can definitely be a launch pad um yeah i just thought there was it was a sound performance um and look again Bagnestown, uh moments rangers like Bagnestown, like rangers are there every year they're so hard they're to win against um to put it up they never say die and like that's a credit to them to be always in the fight they're always in the fight
0: yeah when the effort isn't half as much as what goes into the hurling like we very little no, effort and but, they'll tell you that themselves
2: but like mm-hmm. you, you know? can't buy they're playing in high highly competitive games year in year out that stands mm-hmm. to them like, they know how to marshal lads around the field, how to manage a game. uh, like So, like, that competitive instinct and that being in the heat of the moment in competitive games, lads, you can't buy that. You can be the world champions of friendlies. It doesn't matter a shite unless you're in highly competitive games that mean something. And they're in them year in, year out. understand. Yeah. But for them to, to play both codes at the level they're playing at, yeah. you have
1: to take your hat off them. I mean, you know... It's phenomenal what what, what you're doing, like you know, and let it be hard in the football. You're not going to get it easy off Rangers. There's a fierce spirit in, the, in in that club when it comes to, when they go onto that field. You know you're in for a battle with them, you know, yeah. and they're a great trouble. Like.
0: and like I suppose the the interesting thing to stood out for me, and I was there yesterday in the press box, and I was like, Mother of is like Airog have made four or five changes, and not one of them have included anyone off the intermediate team that won the championship by 13 points which is mm. just remarkable stuff altogether. together and like yeah. one of those so those Nike Quinlan got one one when he came on it's just a remarkable strength and depth um it's the envy of nearly every other club in the county let's be honest about it and and fair play it comes down to good coaching underage and structures and everything and that's the fruits that you bear from it four adult teams yeah. um fantastic stuff um like I feel there's not much more time left to talk about this one because I think it's near enough done. There's not much more to it. That's just the way the game ebbed and mm. flowed. But uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about doing a kind of an offer for the match thing on, on Thursday. So with that, I'll be looking for represent, representation from uh, each club or whatever. But uh, I'll excuse you two lads because <laughs> you're on with me here all the right. whole time. And we'll have you on Monday for the, uh, what do you call it, Um, for a review show. And you have a team of the year to pick as well. Now, oh, as I said... As I said to the Hurling Bites, right? Remember, there was a lot of matches before the semi-final and final. So don't get blinkered because I find a lot of these teams of the years are based off a of semi-final and final. And lads, don't forget, a lot of yucks that happen in the group stages. Mm. But um, yeah, there'll be a, a good bit of head scratching done over this, over uh, the next week or so. So like, let's let's crack on to, uh, let's go straight into the finals. Why not? We're not with the semi-finals as it is, right? Mm. Um, it's a pairing that we've seen quite often. Um, I think this is a uh, Steve Barmick reliably informed. I think this is the 10th time that uh, Airog have played Raffili in a uh, senior football championship final. I think Airog have won eight of those. I'm up to correction on that. I'll have to go check again. We'll have it right for Thursday anyway. Mm. But, uh, you know, they played in the 2020 final, which was a number of months ago, uh, what, three, three, four months ago or whatever. Like, I suppose the big question on everyone's lips is what do... Raffili have to do differently this time how can Raffili win this because like a lot of people have Airog in Leinster final as we're saying for the last number of weeks and haven't even won the county final yet so like obviously there's, obviously there's an opportunity there but how much do Raffili have to learn, where do they need to learn it and how can they establish a foothold in this game to cause an upset because being honest about it it will be a big upset given the fact that lads are talking about win winning Leinster championships uh, Chris I'll start with you
2: I can guarantee you one thing, you're all going looking past Raffili.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. The talk is outside the, of the camp. I'm well, not for a second, the, can, you know what I mean? But.
2: The, well, the, the, look, I mentioned this before on a podcast, like these are two teams that respect, have huge amount of respect for each other. Um, they're two footballing teams as well. Uh, so like, it's going to be a cracking game of football. In the final a few weeks ago, um i look it it comes down to you have to take your chances and you need lads to perform i think uh like the matchups are going to be key uh but i said it before if you put too much uh eggs in one basket on doubling up on chris blake or colin hunting it leaves the door open for someone else to slip in so it's just about managing it and do you want someone like touch tight or are they able to stand off in a certain part of the field to make sure no one's running around the back of them or anything like that so i just think it would be matchups and what are you willing to give up to make sure you're defensively sound and is that the middle third or is it you funnel back and just set out your start and um, i think like you said economical i think at times uh d- d- for me, Raffyli sometimes just give up silly ball when they're in complete control of it. I think if they cut out their mistakes, they'll have a they'll have a a, a good chance of cutting at, get, at getting in at Airog. Um, like I, yeah, I've been to a few matches this year, and I just think there's something brewing since that final. There's there's a competition there amongst sides. And it showed for me really against Ton Island they had Ton Island bet, but there was lads diving on balls that some lads wouldn't put their, their toenail into like. Um and that shows that there's a real cut and a real um competitive edge to kind of aerogue that lads are fighting to and there for a one to fifteen, a one to twenty jersey. Um and yeah, I just I f- look, I am going to course I'm going to say a but, like, yeah, there are two teams that will just go toe to toe, and I, I actually can't wait to see it. Um, but I, I just right now I just think Aero are savvy enough and will get scores. Now, I'm going to say something like 116 and 17 points, or was 118? Um, they're serious scoring for this time of the year with the wind. There wasn't much wind at the weekend, but like there's a nip in the air that takes a bit of distance off the ball. Like, I would say. Any team that gets sixteen or seventeen scores is going to win a county final.
0: So bore capable. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: but it's just it's just going to like for me, I think if they're all going to turn it on and like park the buses set, they can do that. And but by geez, they're going to pack a punch if they turn you over because they're going to move in numbers. Uh I think Rafili are happy to go man to man. I don't know if that'll work against their
0: org. No. Hmm. And we touched on it earlier, Tom, didn't we, about the the gaps that were in that uh, Rafferty defence. I think that's something they really have to look at. Um, yeah. I think that's fundamental, actually. It's it's paramount to them winning this game, is that they do shore up that because they'll just get torn under otherwise. Um, but also, I think from the other side then, Tom, right, I looked at the match up with uh, Mark Fitz and Eddie Byrne quite closely the other day and obviously Benny spends a lot of the time sweeping in front of the full back line anyway but he was a lot closer I think to Mark Fitz knowing that Eddie Byrne was there the other day I think knew the crack that's that's what was going to happen right so yeah, the position of Brian Murphy is fairly important here like if Brian goes to a corner will say you know is Benny still actually sweeping across the whole line or do you say right well look it's, it's most likely going to go there anyway and just try and sit maybe in that area like Jake Elliott, then, is on the far side. So that's mm. the other side of it. Like, uh, I think all those things are, are probably things the lads will be talking about this week. But um, are, are they kind of things that stand out for you?
2: Tom, well, can, uh, can I just jump in there? Something's after coming to my head. Um, yeah. With Benny sweeping, Benny, that's played across the back line. And just say we we're talking about backs and forwards there. You're trying to change the optics for your man out the field if he sees two lads mark him one, he's not going to kick that ball in because it's not a percentage ball to kick in. So, like, it's just, where's the squeeze coming from? If a rogue will play a Benny or whoever it is, it can be a Dermot Root, whoever's in there, the squeeze will become further out the field, sp- stops the supply ball, or you're just changing the optics for your man kicking it in. Mm. Put two lads in his eyesight. It's like the goalkeeper. Put lads in his eye- eyesight, he won't kick in that ball. He'll have to take an extra play. That slows the play. That's more bodies back. That's closing off space for them. Sorry, Tom. No, you can't. <laughs> um, I,
1: I, I'd imagine, I'd imagine Benny might, might, might pick up Brian Murphy. he, he, he might go, go on. He's a very Benny's a, a excellent man marker, like you know. Uh, he, he probably might look to, to to shut down Brian, but that's where the other, the other, rapidly forwards need to step up to the plate. They need to they need to come with their A game. If take if, if, if it goes down that, that that route, they need to come into the game and they need to start sh- showing showing a, uh kicking some scores. But on the other side of it is you know, I, I as I said to you before, I'm always amazed with people like you know that you know are they doing their homework? Are they actually studying teams? You know, like for example, like I mean. Um, you go to the to the Aero forward line and there's there's a lot of talk about the boys. They're excellent forwards. Everyone they're they're dangerous, everyone's more dangerous. Question I'll put to you where's the majority of the scores coming from? Where are they getting their scores? They're getting it they're getting it into they're getting in the D. They're getting it into right in the heart of the, the D area. That's where they're looking to go. That's where they're looking to get, get the ball into. So the challenge is how many players will kick outside the D consistently? How many will kick kick points consistently outside the D area? You know, in, in in any game, if you give up that score zone here, you're looking for you're going you're looking for trouble. So I would say you shut it down, you lock it down, right? Okay, but you don't go start chasing guys out. You lock it down, you be very disciplined and keep that shape inside, protect that area. And if they shoot outside that. Yeah, you take a hat off Pray, fair play to you. But do not give them that, that area. Do not give them that score zone area. And I, I, that's why I've been looking at games and I've been looking to see what, what people are coming up with, trainers, are coming with anything? So, Ravillion need to come with something to stifle their rogues forward. What they're going to come with, well, that's to be seen on Sunday. But they need to come with something. They can't, they can't play the way they've been playing in the, the last two games. They're not going to get away with that and that's and I'm, I'm, I'm being very honest and and i'm being fair to rafaeli in, in the sense that that that's a, that's a problem for them that's a, that is a problem for them i mean the front of their, their, their back line is open to be exposed and open to be got at. you can't you can't have that right on the other side it, you look at your oak, right you're not going to get in there if you go into that into that area there's somebody going to put a hand on you. There's somebody getting getting contact on you, you know. And you're not you're not going to come in there too many times because you're going to get hopped off. And rightly so, you know. You don't give them that that, that, that area. I think it's the middle third The middle third is where you need to go to war in the middle third and um, go for go for scrapping out there and 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 see what's in it uh, on both sides, you know um i think rafaeli i uh, have brendan out there we all know of brendan uh, as i said to you before about brendan uh, brendan sits in the middle and just plays his plays his football in the middle and sprays ball in you know uh he he could he, he cause all i problems with, with 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 his kick passing Um bush it'd be interesting it'd be interesting though, to see who, who's going to come up with
2: the, the with the best options I love the county finals as well, not way. Like there's going to be lads man marking each other, and oh, you, yeah. you have you have to give up your game. Like whoever's man marking, don't worry if you don't touch the ball as long as he doesn't Look at do damage. But like there's always some someone unexpected that comes up with the goods that you're not expecting, and I'm just wondering who is it going to be this weekend? Yeah. Uh, a
1: county final lads, takes a life of its own, and yeah. it's it's a guy that's up for the battle it's the guy that's switched on and, and is on his game. You know, county finals, you know, you know, we're, we're talking, everybody's talking a lot about Aero, you know, but uh, county finals is a different animal altogether. You know, there's a, there's a lot at stake. There's a bit of nerves and a bit of tension in it. You know, you just don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I think you guarantee with Raffili is they will turn up on county final day and will put in oh, yeah. performance because you oh, yeah. know, I mean, there was, there was good periods of play in that county final, the 2020 final, I should say, even, you know, mm. even though I was played a few months ago. There was great periods of play that they enjoyed there, and you felt, geez, there's, there's stuff that they can work on here and challenge, and I think, I challenge you to go back on any county final that they have been in, and someone will probably correct me, but I don't ever remember in my lifetime not being competitive in a county final, whether they've won or lost. They've
2: always been... Okay. Do you know what I they mean? Like? They're a serious outfit with serious... Serious outfit, footballers, yeah. like... Like don't like nobody's underestimating them. Like they are up there consistently. They don't fear anybody. They go and play football. They go play a good brand of football, and they have seriously talented footballers. And Tommy said it earlier. Like their half back line is all under twenty two. Tom, yeah. Like like they're yeah. they're producing more good footballers. And I tell you, I probably know the lads on the bench just as well there's parley burns and parley bulgers connor and Neil, you mentioned them a few weeks ago like they have good lads to bring on where sometimes yeah. you look at other teams this year and you'd say they're quite limited with what they can put on Um, where Rafferty aren't like that now they can go they can match anybody
0: mm, definitely i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be an absolute cracker so that's three o'clock on sunday in uh now watch Cullen Park. The Junior C final is on before the one o'clock. uh, St. Mullins and Clonmore. This is this is great uh, to see St. Mullins in a, involved in county football final day. Like you, you wonder what sort of planning you'd be on if you said that two years ago. You're going to see St. Mullins on senior football county final day, um, and yeah, look wonderful to see them back. And I kind of half answered them in that too. Uh, the semi-finals were, were both very high scoring. Uh, Owen Coleman got five six for uh for clonmore and like owen has been around years i think soccer was probably always his number one out there uh which is he's he's a live wire and he's he's hard to stop like but um that's that's unique in itself that's something different a county final, isn't it really yeah
1: did we make a mistake there isn't it a shame to say that the minor final is on and started isn't it
0: look there's all kinds of debate about this right and look you are after bringing it yeah. up now yeah. okay so do you know, and just to put it out there, a little disclaimer I mentioned this before I knew that Mead were having the ladies' and men's finals on together, right? Just want to put the disclaimer before I made the point. But and my maths might be a little bit off of this, right? And change percentages, do whatever you like. But just say, for example, if they did put the ladies' senior football final on Sunday, it is on Saturday mm-hmm. at half one in uh, it Carlo, it is all Auckland against Medicare tonight, right? But if they had it on beforehand and just said, right, whatever we get in here. There's 15 or 20% going to the ladies' board. I'd say they'd be hmm. pretty happy with that. And yeah. the PR side of it is very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the minor final is another point that's always been on before. So there's two or three different ways maybe you could have went about doing it. And again, this is not a criticism for me. So anyone that's out there, don't say for a second that I'm criticizing Cardiff G.A. Yeah. But there was three different ways of, of doing all this. And no doubt does it. Maybe we're discussed. Maybe they weren't discussed. I don't know.
2: But I have to put it out
0: there because there are suggestions and ideas that people have come up in different uh, periods. Of minor time. Minor. So what 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 do you think then? So you, you brought it up. Do you do you feel the minor final should be on because that's that's two o'clock on well, Saturday and that's full on Aero in now. Yeah, are, now yeah. Are. I'm just
1: thinking. I'm just thinking. You know, I mean, these are young chaps. You know, they're the future. Uh, you know, for for Carlo, like you know and wouldn't it be lovely to see them and that's been the tradition down through the years i mean i've been very lucky to be involved in in, in minor finals over the years and we always look forward to it before the senior final you know uh, and then the crowd would be coming in you know at half time like you know and it was great for the chaps like you know and christy it, it was involved in a few with me like you know and it's great it's a great buzz not it and likewise for the girls why not put, why not have them on why not have them on you know, I I have no problem. I think it'd be great. You get great crowds at at the games, like you know, and and it's, it's definitely something that the county board should look at. But I think you know, the, the young lads, uh, I think uh, I think they they should be playing before the seniors, and and the, and the girls' finals as well. You know, I, I I'd be for like you know, to to play it, like I mean. Um, I just think I think it's a shame. Like, I mean, they, these young chaps deserve to, to play on the big stage, you know, in front of a, a senior final, you know. And, and I know
0: people involved with Camogie uh, and Ladies Football have both said this to me at different stages, so I'll put it out there kind of on their behalf. Like I know they've had difficulty. They've told me, officially they've had difficulty getting into Netwatch Cullen Park. Um, could you make a suggestion then for Saturday, evening just given the fact that the minor final is on, could that have been a doubleheader? Like, or is there a financial aspect to that? Is it a financial difficulty? I, I don't know, but just say, even from from my point of view, right, if I wanted to go see those, I can't see those two games now. It's half one until, yeah. so you can't be in two places at one time. When and does Ballyhale, Shamrock uh, Mount Sinai Rangers,
1: when, does, when does, uh, is
0: that? That's three weeks away, I think, still. That's, that's three weeks away. away. Yeah, because you have, and um, the we got for next, uh, I think uh, we have, the senior, intermediate and junior representatives out in Leinster football action and all we mm. certainly think that we got for that then is the, the Shamrocks and, and the Rangers game. Yeah. Aye. Um, Were you bringing something to the table based on that?
1: Well, I don't know, I just, the fact that's two weeks away, I mean, it'd be nice to put a final in before that, you know, but that's too far mm. away probably for, for that, I like, you know. yeah. But uh, I, 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 I still think that, you know, you know, we need to bring the young lads in on, on county final day. It's the blue, it was always the blue ribbon, you know, for 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 chaps over the years, and and it was as a great day for for both clubs, for Turlough as well. You know, to play play on on county final day,
0: um, mm. just you know, I think to be fair, Tom, there's three, like, yeah, there's, there's you never want to keep anyone happy for a start, anyway. Right? But all those points, I think, are are valid. So you have. The chaps looking up, right? That maybe it would mean obviously it would mean the world entry plan county final. Day. We know that, like you've pushed yeah. on that, right? Then you have the uniqueness of saint one Munn's been involved in county final, day. and then you'd have the modern kind of outlook on having a senior ladies final on beforehand, right? Mm. So, like, only one of those things can happen, right? I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong, but mm. they're covered. I would just hope, right? Here's the thing, right? The conversation, if it's had fair enough. I, I, I would just hope that those conversations are being had. I think that's the point we'd kind of be looking to agree on here. Am I wrong?
2: I, well, I'd say if you yeah. went and did the poll with them two junior teams Clamore Moore and St. Munnan, and said, say, throw us on, lads, at uh, five mm-hmm. o'clock on Saturday evening and we can go yeah. out and enjoy ourselves that and turn up seat. the next day and enjoy it again. Yeah. Uh, where on the Sunday, they're delighted to be in the final and they'll try their best to win it, but Gloss will kind of be taken off and when they're in work on a Monday again, <laughs> uh, yeah. for them because, as you said, it's totally unique, kind of, for St. Mullins that they, they do want to enjoy it and like have a good time uh, and enjoy the experience. Um, hmm. where yeah, I, I, yeah, we're not going to, nobody's going to please anybody and keep everybody happy all the time, but uh. Huh. If the conversation was had grand, but I think traditionally like it's a good opener watching minor football before the yeah. seniors and it's always kind of it's a lovely reset. There's pure pure kind of football and pure yeah. talent on show. Um and it's it's I just think it's a great curtain raiser and yeah, been there, lads, there's no better place in the world you'd rather be than Sunday and county final day.
0: Yeah, what what it does, uh, Christy, I think, and you've kind of touched on it slightly, is a lot of people would see these chaps playing for the first time. And you'd be Mm, saying, Jesus, And then when they break onto the senior ranks and go into the county, you're like, Jesus, I remember him lighting up a minor final.
2: Yeah. Mm. And
0: um, I suppose that's a nice little carrot and a prize for a chap as well, where they think, well, I have an opportunity here to shine. Because even though it is a team game, like they're chaps. So there is an ego thing there. There is a, a selfishness there, probably a little bit. And they want to impress.
2: Well, lads, uh, so right. thing. Uh, yeah. I was there. Was it two years ago? or was it last year. Uh, Manchester Rangers, and they are all in the final.
0: Oh, that mm. was unbelievable!
2: No, yeah. that was cracking an game. absolute yeah. cracking Cracker. game of football. And Joe, you know I loved. Joe, you know I loved about it that there was hardly young lads, right? They were going hammer and tongue. They didn't say a word to the referee. I'd say it's the easiest match to the referee. Mm. They were just staunch toward each other, but they weren't dirty. And the football that was on show was incredible. And lads, only a handful of, full of us got in to watch that game. And it was an absolute cracker. And I just love seeing football like that because it's just, it's at its purest, I think. And it's the same with the, the minor tournament, Tommy. these mm. people came from far away to look at that football because the, the Niall Kellys were playing, the the. uh Kevin Feely's, there's just so much talent on show playing the purest brand of football that you'd see and I just, think, I just think it's great to see and it's a breath of fresh air for people that go in and see not this defensive stuff again, no not, it's not all over the place this is actually good to look at and it's entertaining hmm. and over there's, a great, uh, there's, there's a great thing on Facebook there, the 1986 minor final
1: with Toro and Airog there, and it was lovely to see the program there. Uh, some of the names that came up, and it actually seven of the guys on, the, on that Ardboe Minor team won one Leinster medals afterwards. Ted um, Toller in the county final. Uh, so it was lovely to look back on, like you know, some great memories. Like
0: definitely, and the thing I was just going to say, there was over the last couple of years, like Donna Murphy for Rangers got nine points from play, I think. Ah, oh, yes, that?
2: he was exceptional. Yeah, I, love a lovely guy. Yeah.
0: Like, I think the year previous, I th- nearly started was the year previous when Baghdad's Sound uh, played in that minor final. And I thought Darren Nolan, I thought for me, that was probably the best as I've seen in the minor final. And then last year, that topped it uh, by, young, by young Murphy. Like, but uh, ah, look, there are topics to debate. We have to raise them. Uh, no agendas. I don't get criticized for, for being overly critical, would you believe? And I'm only trying to ha- start a conversation and have an honest discussion. And, you know what? Because you care about Carla yeah. And we all live for it. We all love it, in fairness. Like, I mean, we're here talking about every week. And you would always be putting these jokes out because you want to try and maybe see can things be done slightly differently. Maybe it's not always communicated that way. And lads take it up a bit differently in certain quarters. But um, look, that's where we're at. And this is the jives of it. As I just said, lads, right? The three of us are here on this podcast live. And we have a platform for our opinion. Everyone has one. It doesn't mean ours are more important than anyone else's. So it's we platform to discuss ours, and at the end of the and day, that's what it's all about. It's because we love it.
2: Sure, Kev. You yeah. can tell them opinions are like ours. Everybody has them, so we're, we're all <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's the jaiser. But um then, just to, a couple of other little things to go on. So the relegation semi so final, lads. All um, Auckland, fourteen points. The Blues two six. Don't know did you get to that? I didn't. No, no, straight. no. I, did, um, I didn't. I didn't know it
1: was on. I didn't know it was on.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I didn't get to it miss I it. was caught, I didn't get I back in it. time for it. Um I uh one of one of my friends was there, he was feeding me the information so I could feed Twitter with it. <laughs> That's the way that yeah. went. Uh, thankfully he's a reliable source. Um he could have filled me yeah. with a as well, and lads could have had a totally different perception of what was going on. But the find of that is this Friday as you mentioned, seven thirty, thirty Brana, first of the blues, that was calling park. Um and who are we fancying on that? I just think Ballerana might have enough, funnily enough.
1: Yeah, uh, Jesus, it's hard to call that one because I'm sure both sides have been away from the pitch, you know. Hard on a hand, like, you know, because they've been away trying to, you know, probably lads playing soccer and everything. like this. So it's very difficult for them to, to get the lads together for that though, you know. Um, so I don't know. Honestly, I honestly don't know, no.
0: Mm. So you're going to sit on the fence. You can't sit on the fence here. This is a relegation final. <laughs>
1: well, I... I will go with Banner Brana for the fact that I mean that they're not long gone out you
0: know, uh, in their last game, but oh, Hey come here, they were Banner- relegated really so. three weeks ago and they're promoted again and they
2: could really get relegated yeah. again now. Yeah, um, Please, <laughs> I stick the head out the window here and see where the floodlights on. Yeah, oh, Jesus, you, you better be good. careful yeah. you would have
0: windows and everything broke over there. Um <laughs> Bal
2: Nebrana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure for sure safety. So look, that's that's the verdict for that. That's uh, that's three Ballirbrannas. Um we got to say well done to Bynastowners that they won the Junior B final last Saturday. Uh, One-point win over Neveon, which I believe was uh, very eventful. I think uh, Owen Hickey kicked a 45 late into that. Bynastown finished with 13 men. Um So good old Junior B, never disappoints. Um, but yeah, verdicts then. So the, the minor final itself, we, we spoke about the fixture. We haven't spoke about, you know, I'm not going to ask for verdicts on that, to be honest with you. They're traps, right? Let, let them add. But total <laughs> on the final, late to see that again. Um Great, great to see them in minute.
2: But we talked yeah. about this before. Like, there's serious work, and there's obviously a vision because, like, the, the, the brand of football they played and um, how fit the war, everything was great in the intermediate, and then, like. A great two or three months for them to come out with Junior and then in, into the intermediate, but and then to have the young lads like I was up in their rogue last year and they played them in a the semi final. And that's it was a ding dong battle, it was two good teams. And I'm expecting a really competitive final to be honest.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Best of luck yeah. to both teams, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's you know? it, on, pass on that as well. So the, uh, the the finals on Sunday it's arrow for me I think you're obviously going arrow too I think yeah you're not going again going again you're on yeah. any county final day, I suppose but in no, all seriousness if if it wasn't your club you'd still probably be saying arrow let's be let's be straight um not for one second putting it out there that Raphy can cause an upset um you're well capable of it. I just think arrow and lads are in agreement here too. That Junior C final, anything could happen. Uh, I do fancy, I think set ones might win it. Um Does the depth of your experience and wisdom uh, extend down to Junior C? Uh, and if so, who is going with?
2: <laughs> I I Look, I tell you, I'm working with Paul Dial, and he's coming in with a smile in his face every day after training with the football. He thinks it's great crack. So, I think they're enjoying it and I don't think there's any pressure on them whatsoever. And, I think that might just stand to them.
0: Paul didn't know he gets slitters that big, and you can kick that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic to see. I um, I think we've, we've covered near enough everything. Lance. We're just on the hour mark, so um, um, we'll just, just
2: our is, this, is, is this a first?
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I can't afford the overtime anymore. <laughs> so give a shout out to the sponsors uh, it is uh, Sports Equipment Ireland their website is uh, sportsequipment.ie, the promo code is TLWB for 10% off and uh, they stock all your team training equipment including tactic boards, uh, poles bibs, cones and much more as well as large range of Christmas gift ideas for our kids so thanks for coming on board and I think they're waiting us again for the Up to the, uh, the Match program which we will confirm but it's pretty sure it's going to be Thursday Tom, you're going to say uh, something.
1: So. Yeah, I just you know we got the very very sad news there yesterday of Bobby Miller's uh, wife's passing. And look, I'd like to, on behalf of yourselves, all of us in the GA in Carlo uh, my deepest sympathies to, to the Miller family on the passing of Cardiff. uh Lovely lady. Had the opportunity to spend uh, some time. We went to Spain way back, and uh, an absolute lady, lovely, lovely lady, and to Allison and and the sisters and that like, you know my my, my
0: sympathy st- to you all and you know thinking of you at this time mm-hmm. pass on those as well 100 percent um lads look we'll uh, we'll leave it there thanks a million again for your time uh don't forget to uh give us a follow everyone on uh, instagram twitter and facebook if you haven't already had the left wing back uh subscribe and turn on the notifications if you're listening on apple podcast go over and hit them five stars a raptor. there um we do love them yucks and that gets up the leaderboard so uh, don't be afraid of that if you're an iphone user uh it won't show up that you're after hitting it either but uh it'll certainly give us uh, a bit of a boost anyway so uh, if you are an Apple podcast listener don't be afraid of it and we should have the audio up in the next half an hour or so i'll go away
2: listen thanks again lads how many back out for a walk will you jesus hey back <laughs> off there now right <laughs> the
1: rottweiler
0: <laughs> we'll leave it there we'll leave it there